Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, December 13th. In today's news, Republicans are changing the tax bill to make it even more generous to the top income tax bracket. The Justice Department released anti-Trump texts from two senior FBI officials, and two of President Trump's judicial nominees look doomed. But first, the big idea. Democrats win a stunning victory in Alabama, and President Trump suffers another humiliating defeat. Jeff Sessions's Senate seat will now be held by a Democrat. With all the votes counted, Democrat Doug Jones won 49.9% to Roy Moore's 48.4%. The other 1.7% of voters wrote in someone else's name. Moore declined to concede last night and suggested that he might seek a recount. But the Alabama Republican Party says it won't go along with that, and the returns make clear he doesn't have a path to victory. One of the biggest losers last night was Donald Trump. The people of Alabama have now rejected the president twice in three months. Republican primary voters also rejected Luther Strange, the president's choice in the September runoff against Moore. Trump got more than 60 percent of Alabama's votes just a year ago. But on Tuesday in the exit polls, just 48 percent of voters approved of his job performance. Every single county in the state swung left compared to 2016, with some moving more than 15 points. Moore lost 12 counties that Trump won. These swings can be seen in counties that are majority white and black, Republican and Democrat. And that means it couldn't have just been a surge in African-American turnout or just rural Trump voters staying home or just Republicans crossing over to vote for Jones. Jones's campaign was able to achieve a combination of the three that drove him to victory. To be sure, Trump's 11th hour intervention, including robocalls for more and a rally just across the border with Florida last Friday night, undoubtedly helped. But Trump no longer has the juice with the GOP base to pull his favored candidate past the finish line. That bodes poorly for Republicans in 2018. White House aides say that the mercurial Trump will hurl the blame elsewhere and plans to accept no responsibility. In fact, he's already distancing himself from more on Wednesday morning. One White House official tells The Post that the consensus in the West Wing is that they should try to scapegoat Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell for Trump's decision to wade into the race. Exit polls make clear that Alabamians did not want to be embarrassed, and that's one of the main reasons they didn't go along with Trump. Moore played right into every negative stereotype of Dixie that many Alabamians resent. Jones won college graduates by 11 points, while Moore won non-college graduates by 5 points. Moore led by almost 50 points among white women without degrees, but he was essentially tied with Jones among white women who went to college. There was a stark generational divide in the exit polls. The older the voter, the higher the likelihood they were to support more. There's much more to dissect from last night's race. Here are three other quick top-line thoughts you can expect to hear more of today. Number one, Moore's loss underscores the potency of the sexual misconduct allegations against him and the power of the Me Too movement. Number two, the Democratic path to winning the Senate next year just got much easier. It's a lot more plausible, but it remains a very heavy lift. Republicans still could target Democrats in the 10 states that Trump won who are up for re-election next year, and Democrats would have to run the table in places like Tennessee, Arizona, and or Nevada. Number three, meanwhile, in Washington, losing this Senate seat in Alabama will make it harder for Republicans to advance their legislative agenda. They're only going to have a 51 to 49 majority once Jones takes the seat. The GOP will still get their tax cuts through, 
but it's going to be harder now to pass any other big bills in 2018. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, speaking of the tax bill, Republican negotiators are moving toward a plan that will cut taxes for the wealthiest Americans in the top bracket from 39.6% to 37%. This is a compromise move to alleviate the concerns of wealthy individuals who live in high tax states like New York and California. They've complained that their taxes would actually go up under this plan because it gets rid of deductions for state and local taxes. Conservative House Republicans also said that the plan hasn't brought down top rates enough. But there's already pushback from Republican Senators Susan Collins from Maine and Marco Rubio from Florida. They say the bill already favors the wealthy, and this makes it even more favorable to them at the expense of the middle class. Number two, text messages between two FBI officials involved in both the probe of Hillary Clinton's emails and the Russia investigation show the pair's intense dislike of President Trump. The texts between senior agent Peter Strzok and senior lawyer Lisa Page are the subject of an ethics investigation by the Justice Department's inspector general. They called Trump, quote, an idiot, among other disparaging comments, and expressed fear last year that he would win the election. Strzok was removed from his position on special counsel Bob Mueller's team in late July, immediately after his bosses found out about these texts. Page also worked for Mueller, but she left her position in July for what officials say was an unrelated reason. The texts were sent to Congress late last night on the eve of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein testifying in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Number three, over on the Senate side in the Judiciary Committee, the Republican chairman Chuck Grassley is pushing back against two of Trump's judicial picks and urging the White House to withdraw their nominations. Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, one of the most conservative members of the Senate, wants the administration to withdraw Jeff Mateer's nomination for the U.S. District Court of the Eastern District of Texas, as well as Brett Talley's nomination to the federal district court in Alabama. Mateer has come under fire for comments he made in 2015 defending discrimination. He said that transgender children were part of, quote, Satan's plan. Reports have also emerged that Talley defended the KKK in 2011 on an online message board. He also failed to disclose that his wife is the chief of staff to White House counsel Don McGahn. Republicans have been quickly confirming most of Trump's nominees, but these two guys are a bridge too far for Grassley. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, December 13th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.